Well, good morning from Hamilton Baptist. Uh, we're working through the book of Joshua, and today we're going to be looking at Joshua chapter 6, titled How to Overcome Obstacles. So we're going to read the chapter. Um, it's a fairly long one, but I'll try and read it as quickly as possible. Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march round the city, all the men of war going round the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day you shall march round the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every straight before him. So Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of rams, horns, before the Ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Go forward, march round the city and let the armed men pass on before the Ark of the Lord. And just as Joshua had commanded the people, the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of rams, horns, before the Lord went forward, blowing the trumpets with the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord following them. The armed men were walking before the priests who were blowing the trumpets, and the rear guard was walking after the ark, while the trumpets blew continually. But Joshua commanded the people, You shall not shout or make your voice heard, neither shall any word go out of your mouth, until the day I tell you to shout. Then you shall shout. So he caused the ark of the Lord to circle the city, going round at once, and they came into the camp and spent the night in the camp. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. And the seven priests, bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns, before the ark of the Lord walked on. And they blew the trumpets continually, and the armed men were walking before them, and the rear guard was walking after the ark of the Lord, while the trumpets blew continually. And the second day they marched round the city once and returned into the camp, so they did for six days. On the seventh day they rose early at the dawn of the day and marched round the city in the same manner seven times. It was only on that day that they marched round the city seven times. And at the seventh time, when the priests had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. And the city and all that is within it shall be devoted to the Lord for destruction. Only Rahab, the prostitute, and all who are with her in her house shall live, because she hid the messengers whom we sent. But you keep yourselves from the things devoted to destruction, lest when you have devoted them, you take any of the devoted things and make the camp of Israel a thing for destruction and being trouble upon it. But all silver and gold and every vessel of bronze and iron are holy to the Lord. They shall go into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted, and the trumpets were blown. As soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted a great shout, and the wall fell down flat. 
so that the people went into the city, every man straight before him, and they captured the city. Then they devoted all in the city to destruction, both men and women, young and old, oxen, sheep and donkeys, with the edge of the sword. But to the two men who had spied out the land, Joshua said, Go into the prostitute's house and bring out from there the woman and all who belong to her, as you swore to her. So the young men who had been spies <clears throat> went in and brought out Rahab and her father and mother and brothers and all who belonged to her. And they brought all her relatives and put them outside the camp of Israel. And they burned the city with fire and everything in it, only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and of iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. But Rahab, the prostitute, and her father's household, and all who belonged to her, Joshua saved alive, and she lived in Israel to this day, because she hid the messengers who Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Joshua laid an oath on them at that time, saying, Cursed before the Lord be the man who rises up and rebuilds this city Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn shall he lay its foundation, and at the cost of his youngest son shall he set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was in all the land. Amen, and may God bless that reading to us. So we'll just bow our heads and come to God in prayer. Our God and our Father, we <clears throat> thank you for that uh, reading to us. We, we know, Lord, that your word speaks to us in many different ways, and we pray today would be no different that we would hear the voice of God above and beyond the voice of man, that you would teach us many things and many truths that we draw out from your word. And we just ask for your blessing on everyone who will listen today, not to my voice, but to the voice of the living God. So, Lord, we do pray that you would direct our paths as we turn now to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, it's a fairly lengthy passage that we read there, uh, but the heading for today's uh, subject is how to overcome obstacles in our life. And this is one of the great stories of the Bible in the story about this great man, Joshua, who was a companion of Moses. And when we examine what Joshua's name means, its meaning is Yahweh salvation. <clears throat> in the book of Deuteronomy, just before the book of Joshua, we read in chapter 31 that Joshua was lined up to take over from Moses. After all, Moses was 120 years of age. He was no nipper anymore. So Joshua was commissioned to lead the Israelites into the promised land in verse 14 of Deuteronomy 31. And this story reminds me of that great song that uh, Paul mentioned in the children's talk last week. Uh, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. Jericho, Jericho. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho and the walls came a-tumbling down. A song that I used to love when I was a young child. And I would maybe try and sing it to you today, but I would be pretty scared in case you never turned your chair around. Now, this was a big obstacle. 
these walls of Jericho so tall and so vast and so thick, possibly six feet thick in places? And how on earth was Joshua going to scale these walls to take the city of Jericho? Or Jericho. One of the, the best ways to overcome obstacles in our lives is communication. And here in verse 2, God is communicating with Joshua. He says, I have given Jericho into your hands. God had provided a plan for Joshua, verses 2 to 5. And this is what you must do, Joshua. <clears throat> and whatever obstacles come our way in our lives, God is willing to cross that obstacle with you. He communicates with us. And how does he communicate? Well, he communicates through his word. Listening to his word, reading his word, and that's where God speaks to us. So on the flip side of that, if we don't read his word, if we don't listen to his word, then God won't be able to speak to us. And we need to recognize that God is with us in many obstacles in life. And it's maybe not the problems in life that we are scared of, but it's being alone that maybe scares us. But the wonderful truth is, as Christians, as God's chosen people, even in the darkest of hours of any situation, we are never alone, for God is always with his people. What were the last words uttered by Jesus before he ascended into heaven? He says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So what did the people of Israel do in verse 2 of chapter 3? At the end of three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, as soon as you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priests, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. <clears throat> if we want to overcome obstacles in our lives, and many sometimes seem insurmountable, the first step is to follow the Lord our God. And we will never overcome these obstacles in our lives in our own strength. But remaining in the presence of God we will be given strength to overcome. And when Joshua was told by the Lord in verse 2 to 5 what to do by going round the city walls each day for six days, and then on the seventh day, they were to march round seven times, the people must have thought, what a crazy bunch of people walking round those city walls. What on earth is that going to achieve is this not a parallel to what happened in the days of Noah when he started to build the ark and the people would be laughing at him, laughing at Noah for doing what he was doing, but on both accounts for Noah and Joshua were both being obedient to the commands of the Lord. There was no argument, you see, by Joshua here after hearing the Lord speaking to him in verse 2 to 5, he didn't say, oh, wait a minute, hold on, God. 
How on earth am I going to, to, to enter the city of Jericho? Look at these walls. This is a fortified fortress. No, verse 6 states, So Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Go forward, march round the city and let the armed men pass on before the Ark of the Lord. Oh, you see, there was... There was no messing here with Joshua. No question of how, Lord. No question of why, Lord. But pure faith and obedience. In human terms, here was one of life's insurmountable obstacles. But Joshua had great and tremendous faith in his God, which is a great lesson for you and I today. For there are many times in our lives when we might not fully understand God's plans. But nevertheless, we follow by faith, just like Joshua did, and he moved the people into action. What an act of faith. What an act of obedience for Joshua and his people to march around the city of Jericho. There was never any other previous battle won this way, yet they marched. And they marched, and they marched for six days, plus a day. This was an act of pure faith and obedience. No grumblings by Joshua. No negative spirits from the people or disbelief. We don't read of anything like this, but I'm sure some might have been wondering. It seemed almost impossible that victory would be theirs. Yet they kept on marching, which shows that obedience is the key. If we want to know the blessing of God in our lives and to overcome obstacles in our lives, then obedience and faith is the key. We must recognize that God wants us to be obedient. And we live in a world of everything must be instant. Everything must be done now. And sometimes this can permeate into the life of the Christian. We want God to act now, this very instant. But he didn't act right away with Joshua. Six days of marching. It was a great test for Joshua's faith and patience. Do you ever get impatient with God? Yes, I can think of many situations that we can become impatient. It reminds me of the, <clears throat> the story of the young boy who, when he went to bed and was praying with his mother, before he went to sleep, he said, Lord, give me patience in my life, but can you hurry up? You see, it's very difficult sometimes to learn that lesson of patience, and we're all guilty of it. And when we see obstacles before us, we're always maybe looking ways of round it, quick ways of getting round that obstacle. But if we consecrate our lives to God, he will do great things in us and through us. Have you ever faced walls of Jericho in your life? 
Are you facing some walls of Jericho today in your life? God had told the Israelites that he would bring them into the promised land, flowing with milk and honey. And the first test for them and Joshua was the city of Jericho. These walls, these obstacles. And there are things that God wants us to do and obstacles that we need to defeat in our lives so that we can become stronger Christians. Walls of Jericho in each of our lives. Your life and my life represent growing opportunities for us in our relationship with the Lord our God. Opportunities to grow stronger in our faith. I have obstacles in my life to overcome, and I'm sure you do too. But let me make it abundantly clear this morning. God never, he never puts a wall of Jericho in our life to defeat us. Any test that God puts us through refines us, makes us stronger, and not to grind us down. Does Paul not say in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we need to do when we are confronted by walls of Jericho in our lives and put our faith into action. Now, when we read this account of Joshua in chapter 6, we can see with hindsight, as we have all the scriptures to prove it, but put yourself in Joshua's shoes. Look at the strange things that God said to Joshua. Verse 3, march round the city walls for six days. Verse 4, march with the Ark of the Covenant and put seven priests in front of it. Verse 5, on the seventh day, march round seven times. And not only that, but have the priests blow their ram's horns as they march. And not only that, on the seventh time around, have the people shout with a mighty voice. I remember back in the 1980s, being at Hamden Park when Scotland were playing in a, a World Cup qualifier. And they used to qualify many times in those, in those days. But when Scotland scored and you had 80,000 people roaring, the hairs on your back of your neck used to stand up. But could you imagine a thousand times that when the people shouted? You can imagine the people and the armies within these walls must be thinking, what a crazy mob. Crazy mob chanting, what can they do? But does the Bible not tell us in Matthew that man's things are impossible with man, but with God all things are possible? Matthew 19, verse 36. This was a strange strategy by Joshua, but it was what the Lord had instructed Joshua to do. Marching, horns, shouting, all down to one thing, tremendous faith and obedience in the Lord his God. Faith. It's an interesting note that God didn't say to Joshua, I'm going to give you the land, or I will deliver. 
No, in verse 2, in the past tense, God says, I have delivered. Or in the ESV version, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's a done deal. The victory is done. It's won. Now, Joshua, go and take the city of Jericho. Is that not a picture of Christ on the cross? As he gave up his spirit and he uttered those words, Tetelestai, finished. The work of the Father gave to his Son to do was complete. Christ paid it all on Calvary. We don't need to add anything. All we need to do is come to him by faith and repentance, praying for forgiveness, to receive that free gift of saving grace, acknowledging our sin before him and praying for forgiveness, asking God to come into our lives to give us a heart of flesh, to replace the heart of stone. For we know that in Jeremiah, he says that the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Friends, don't rely on a profession 20 years ago. The burning question is, today, where are you with the living God? Where are you today? Don't rely on a profession years ago. The heart is deceitful, friends, and desperately wicked. We need to be in tune with God each and every day. And Paul says, again in Romans 3, he says, There is no one that doeth good, no, not one. We must come to Christ with repentant hearts and ask him to forgive us and change us. So here Joshua was told the victory was already done. He had just to go in faith and carry out the Lord's commands. I don't know if you noticed that when we read in chapter, the chapter earlier that in verse 46, God, in the early part of this chapter, God puts himself slap bang in the middle of this battle plan by having the priests carry out the Ark of the Covenant as they march around the city walls. And remember what the Ark signifies. It contained the Ten Commandments, the golden pot of manna, Aaron's rod that budded. The lid of the Ark was a golden mercy seat where the high priest would offer a sacrifice in the Holy of Holies once a year on the Day of Atonement in Leviticus 16. Yet this ark wasn't just any old piece of furniture. No, it represent the very presence of the living God with his people and with the ark out there in front of Joshua. It was like God saying, I'm here. I'm leading this parade round the city of Jericho. And you can imagine what the people of Jericho were thinking. They are shut up inside the Israelites are marching round in silence with only of the sounds of the horn blasting way. They knew the Israelites couldn't knock down the walls themselves, but they did know that the Jews had crossed the Red Sea, 
and also that the Jews defeated the two Amorite kings, Sihon and Og in Joshua 2, verse 8 to 10. And you could imagine what kind of psychology that was doing to their minds. Our eternal, everlasting, and almighty God can do anything. And we can do anything, Paul says, through Christ who strengthens us. You may have heard the story about Robert Morrison, who was a missionary who traveled to China on a ship. And the captain heard that this missionary was on board, and he said to him one day, in a sarcastic way, So, Mr. Morrison, what are you going to do in China? Are you going to convert China? And Robert Morrison said, No, I'll never convert China but God can. And that's the same faith that brought down the walls of Jericho. It wasn't the fact that marching round the walls were going to dislodge the stones and make it crumble. Yes, God could have knocked down the walls at any time, but he was looking to Joshua to put his faith in God. And God doesn't need any of us, as he is God eternal who dwells in the heavens. But his normal plan is to use his people to accomplish his plans and purposes. If you take a look after this service at Hebrews chapter 11, you will notice in this one chapter, it says 17 times, by faith, by faith, by faith. By faith, verse 29 says, the people crossed the Red Sea as if on dry land, but the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down as they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. By faith. By faith, by faith. So in conclusion and application of this great story, we can sum up all that we have said in one sentence really. The walls of Jericho fell because of faith. Faith is the assurance, Hebrews says, of things hoped for, the conviction of things unseen. Faith is belief plus unbelief, but we act on the belief part. We need to believe in something before we can have faith. Take the doctor, for instance. If you make an appointment for the doctor, you must believe that he or she can help you. For if you didn't think that, you would never go. So when obstacles come our way in life, and believe me, they will, We must put our faith in God, however small that step of faith is. And Joshua did here in this story. He trusted the Lord our God. However small that faith is, Joshua did. He trusted. He was obedient right on to the seventh day when God acted in a miraculous way. When God wants us to do something big, He starts with something small. 
After all, did he not send his son Jesus into the world? He didn't send him into a five-star inn in Rome. No, he came in obscurity, in a small way, in a small village in Bethlehem. But when he comes again, he will come in power and in glory, when every eye will see him and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. The real battle of Jericho was not with the Canaanites. The real battle was in the hearts of God's people. And the question I want to ask you today, friends, is how is your heart today before God? Are you fully trusting Jesus by faith? When the obstacles of lives comes our way, when that wall of Jericho confronts us, are we trusting in Christ? Are we trusting that he will carry us through the deep waters and the valleys of despair? Are we trusting? Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. Even in the midst of this pandemic, remember Joshua, how he trusted in faith and obedience in God who delivered. And the battle of Calvary has been won also. And we, you and I as God's people, we are on the victory side. And I want you to take that away from this morning's sermon, that we are on the victory side. And when walls of Jericho confront us, and they will, our faith and our trust is in the living God, the one who holds us in the palm of his hands, and the one who can carry us through and bless us as the people of God. May God bless you in this word today and take us deeper with himself. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this tremendous story of Joshua and the battle of Jericho. And we know that, Lord, as he was confronted with this mammoth task, yet he trusted and he put his faith in the God who can deliver all things. And we would ask, Lord, for each and every one of us going through many different trials and tribulations of life and those walls of Jericho, may we overcome them, not in our own strength, but in the strength of the living God, the one who has blessed us abundantly with eternal life and hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray for your blessing on every family listening today, every head bowed in your presence. We pray, Lord, that you would just go before us and bless us with another blessing this week. So hear us now, Lord, as we commit ourselves to you. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.